All right. What's up, guys? Facebook Live. Brian Dale's here with Craft Conversation. I'm sitting down with Mr. Tommy Altair. He's my ro- roommate, by the way, in case anybody doesn't know. I think pretty much everybody does know, but that was uh, Ghost in Our Eyes, right? That's correct. And that's what, off of your solo project? Yes, that's a single that I released. Solo project. It's called Ghost in Our Eyes, and I also have an EP called Night Themes. Night Dreams? Night Themes. Night, night themes. themes. Night Themes. Five, five songs. I like Night Dreams, too. That'd be a good... Yeah, get out yeah. Title. Well, night themes, you know. <laughs> dream, dream a lot. So the EP, where can you where can you find any of that stuff? On really? any major music app, any like uh, if you have iTunes, Google Play, uh, uh, Spotify, uh, you can. Uh, it's on YouTube as well. Like you can you can find it on YouTube as well. So. Right on, man. Um, yeah, because I looked it up earlier. It was on YouTube. I saw like a playlist of like six tracks or something. Yeah, shit. six. That's the six that we have that I have released. Okay, so, so that's all six of them. Yeah, that's all six. Okay, so far. And uh, when was that released? Uh, July twenty uh, fourth, I believe. Of uh, at least Ghost in Our Eyes was, and I'd have to look back at the the EP. It's been a while since I looked, but I released it and kind of just let it out and didn't tell a lot of people. But now I'm gonna go ahead and start just letting the cat out of the bag a little bit. So very cool, man. So we'll talk about a little bit more about that in a second. But just let everybody know what we're doing. Uh, I normally do this show, uh, Craft Conversations. I do this. Um, Normally post everything on Instagram and repost to Facebook. It's normally recorded. So this is my first uh, real live show. I guess I did one with Fleming Moore when he was running for mayor. We did a live uh, mayoral forum. Hey, I never can say that damn word. Mayoral. Is that how you say Mayoral it? forum? Yeah. I always get tongue-tied when it's I say that word. But, so anyway, I did one live then, but this is going to be the first one live here on Facebook. But I'm also recording it, so you'll be able to catch it on Facebook later on. Uh, when it archives, and then you'll also be able to catch it on all the other pa- podcast platforms, YouTube, all that good stuff when I put the actual video and stuff together. So, Is it mayoral? Boring stuff. Mayoral? No, it's mayoral. Mayoral? Yeah, but it's just that, that middle part just kind of ties my tongue up. I don't know why, but... So, what are you working on now? I mean, I know, you know, well, let's talk about this. So, we've got Blue Spear up here on the screen. Mm-hmm. That's the... The main project that you're a part of, right? Blue yes, Sphere. Yeah, Blue Sphere. Uh, we, we took a little hiatus, but we're uh, Scott and I are starting to write again a little bit on music, and uh, you know he's, we've got some things going on uh, in our life. Uh, a lot of us do, obviously, with coronavirus and various right. things. But uh, yeah, we, we're still writing and working on some new projects. And uh, sometimes people like you know take a little time away and, and do some things that they want to do on their own and see what they can get out of that too. So. Yeah, and that's what's up right now. That, so. so, is there a name of your project, or is it just like just your name? Uh, you, you talking about Blue Sphere? No, uh, your solo project. It's so, well, the the EP is Night Themes, and so. Uh, if but I'm, you don't have like a separate band name for yourself. I mean, it's just no, Tommy it's Altair. Just Tommy Altair. Okay, it's just, okay. It's just me right now. Who knows? I might have some Altair or Altair. 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 A L T A I R. Altair. All right. Yeah. Doesn't really matter, but I think I was saying it Altair, wrong. Altair. Altair. It's close enough. Yeah. So when can we? They want to say anyway. All right. So you got that EP out there. Blue Spear doesn't have an album, do they? Or an EP or anything? No, we are. uh, We we uh, had some issues, but we plan on trying to get into the studio in summer and record about three or four of our songs, and that was one of our priorities. So that will happen pretty soon. So we're looking forward to that and releasing some of our material that uh, we've been wanting to do it for a long time. It wouldn't take us any time to get it done. So we just got to get to it, but. Uh, like I said, you know, we have full-time jobs, and it's hard for us to do what we want to do all the time. Right. Yeah. 
So who are you going to record with? I mean, you would do something like that here. You got somebody lined up, or do you want to mention any names? Or no, we don't really have anybody that we, we uh, at the moment consider. And uh, we, uh, Mitch Webb, who uh, used to own Manus Records in Park Circle, and he uh, has a place up toward Asheville, and we we were uh, planning on recording with him. At he's uh, at he's got a, a bed and breakfast, and I'm sorry, I don't even know the name of it. Uh, a bed and breakfast for musicians to come up there and stay. And record a full album, and it's a really great concept. But uh, we were supposed to be kind of his uh, science project, but uh, he had had to take care of some things, and it kind of fell through. But uh, you know, we'll figure something out. There's a couple of people out there that uh, uh, we're, we're looking into, but we're, we're very picky. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if anybody's out there that's you know wants to bid for the job, <laughs> you yeah. know, hit us yeah. up in the comments or something. Real, real drums, though. No, no uh, drum machine. Need. A place to put real drummers so it's important so okay yeah uh, nothing wrong with drum machine love drum machines too uh, right just, just so you, room. right so you see you taking a little hiatus i mean i know you know working up there at homegrown and, and being around town and stuff i see all the time people are asking me you know when is blue spear playing again especially like studio 117 they've mm-hmm. you know been over there and um people want to know when they can get around and see you again and when you guys get back together so is there a timeline on the hiatus or? uh well we um, hopefully sometime in the summertime we'll get back to it. I mean, I think that's... Well, uh, it depends a lot on this fucking yeah, thing we're going it's, through it's right it's now, tough too. To, it's tough to say, um, but we, we have some things that we're working on, and hopefully uh, in the next few months we'll have more of a idea of what we're going to do. So, right. Yeah. Okay. So that's... But it gives you more time right now with what's going on to work on your solo shit, right? I mean, I work on my solo and also Blue Sphere and, you know, just reflect on things in life, you know. So when I hear you doing some stuff down there, you're kind of working on stuff for both of them? Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm pretty and I mean, open. I guess they can kind of interchange with yeah, each other, right? I'm open to, uh, I write songs in the sense of not in a manner of, uh, like, this is mine and that's there. It's more of a, you like this, you want to do it, and, and if you want to do it, great. If you don't, then, well, maybe I'll just keep it for myself, you know. It's right. And I, I don't even know the answer to this question, but when you when you guys have performed as Blue Sphere, have you performed some of your solo stuff? Or have you not intermixed not it with that? Not really, but no. Uh, it's a little different vibe. Not too much. Not, yeah, that, that's to a point. I mean, we have so many songs that we've written together that, like, uh, Scott did his more of a solo stuff, and, um, and Blue Sphere kind of you know the whole thing with blue sphere was scott was doing the solo stuff and we were trying to incorporate blue sphere slowly because we needed to put a band together to do it and we're talking about scotty oliver scotty oliver band yeah his album is all aboard aboard, which is an outstanding album if you haven't checked that out it's called out all aboard you can find that on all major uh pretty all much all major music apps as well and uh his music would be i'd say more like americana bluesy and uh very very soulful uh music but as well um but uh blue sphere was uh, something kind of we incorporated the more we found the artists the musicians that we could we could play with that music and he and I write together a lot so um, but he's I write a lot of stuff on my own that I've never really introduced and of course he writes a lot of stuff so it just kind of keep it separated but I think more and more we're starting to you know get more involved with uh, instrumentation and writing together as well and uh, like the this past week you know we started working on music again and we're very excited about what we're working on so right yeah, yeah. and we were going to try and get him actually in here with us tonight but decided probably wasn't the best idea to be exchanging houses and going back and forth and all that yeah. stuff so yeah. i don't know probably safe but as they say what uh, better safe than sorry yeah, i guess so exactly 
But, yeah, we'll get you guys together. And matter of fact, I don't remember what the episode was, but you guys were on together early, early in the, in, in the show. I mean, it's almost been two years now, I think. But um, I think you guys were, hell, I don't fucking know. It was the... Uh, it was an early show. It was like number 16 or 18 yeah, or something. It was, the, it was early, but... What was it? The It Is What It Is episode. Yeah, the It Is What It Is episode. Yeah. 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 That was awesome, man. So if you haven't seen that episode, get out there and watch that. Um, and I'll put in the, the comments when I actually look it up because my phone's up there. And I can tell you what episode that was because it was a fun episode. But It was a fun episode. I, I, uh, I got bit by a spider at that time. I had got bit in my forehead. And for some reason, it affected my singing, so... Really? It wasn't at my best, yeah. I don't even remember that. Struggling, man. Coming up. Yeah. But, I mean, it still sounded great. I think y'all did, what, three songs? I think we did two or three songs. Yeah, you did a couple over here and then one in what we called the carpet corner at one point when we were doing stuff. <laughs> that was uh, good times, but... Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And you're uh, you're learning to play guitar right now, too, right? I mean, you're, well, you're normally just as... Well, take us back, because yeah. you and Scotty's known each other since, like, five years old or something, right? And y'all have right. done a bunch of yeah. th- projects together, but at one point you played drums, right? But now you're, like, just yeah, a, mainly I, a singer? No, I, I play drums and I play keys, and I, I've always played guitar. I'm just not... I, I'd rather write songs with it. I just don't like having a guitar in front of me before I'm much rather let somebody else do that and let me perform and sing. But, you know, playing is, is uh, you know, I've always had a... I mean, is that kind of part of it where you, you like to be free and dancey and stuff and you don't want to be yeah, I, hindered I like by the instrument? Yeah, I hindered by the instrument. I'm not, and I'm not a solo, you know, I'm not going to get up there and rip on a guitar. I'm a writer. You know, I'll write something and then, hey, you know, t- take this and make something with this. You know, I mean, I would love to be able to just get up there and uh, funk away on guitar. Who knows, I might do it, but uh, I... I I like the freedom of moving around on stage and, uh, you know, and also I'm not, you know, I'm not a, uh, uh, outstanding guitar player, as you would say. I'm not a, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, I, I mean, to, to get out there and, and play and, and solo and things like that, that's not my strength by any means, but yeah. 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 Do more like how James Brown would just write something and say, Hey, Make this sound sound good, you know. Well, he was pretty. Actually, I take that back. James Brown told you exactly what he wanted. Yeah. Party, so. Yeah, and I think um, you know originally I kind of I had in my mind that you were going to maybe play a tune or two, but I, we're not quite ready for that. Yeah, no, 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 I'm uh, I'm just uh, still learning. No, no, just just not ready. Okay, I'm still working on my stuff and uh, just just want something mellow right now. So it's kind of a mellow night. Right, so the song we played at the opening of the show, "The Ghost in Our Eyes." Mm. So the stuff you're working on now is it similar to that type music that we just uh, heard at the front? But no, no. I mean, I have that too. I mean, I have very kind of uh, popish or alternative pop music with a kind of a dance feel, but I've also got ballad type stuff, uh, soul, soulful stuff that you know, uh, and uh, maybe kind of neo soul in a way that I that I'm working on too. So. Uh, I just, whatever mood I'm in, I'll write something if I like it and hopefully put it out. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's how I feel at the time. Right. Yeah. Cool. So I just want to say hey to, and you can say hey too if you want, Tommy, but a lot of people joining us online. We got a lot of people just saying hey and checking in and saying that they're here. Uh, People watching, Paul Pietrofesso, Paul Stone, of the Paul Stone Project asked, where's Leia? Leia, actually, Tess was almost right. Uh, Leia's laying down here underneath the camera, so I'm hoping that she knocked didn't. Out. Yeah, That's she's knocked out, done. but hoping 
she didn't get up and knock the cameras loose because I meant to actually put her outside before we started, so that didn't happen. But so <clears> thanks for the question, guys. Um, yeah, hello everybody. We're not going to make this real interactive. I don't know. Maybe occasionally we will, but just trying to run this thing kind of like I do it normally, where we just have a conversation and uh, we may interject with some stuff here as I see it pop up. So. If you see me looking at the screen, I'm not ignoring you. I'm still listening. I'm just trying to see what people are saying down here. This is all new for me right now. so. But it's fun. Something different. This is cool, man. It's uh, good to get people involved. And, uh, you know, it's tough with the the situation. People aren't able to get out and do the things they like to do. And, you know, we don't ask for much in this world. Uh, But the little things that we we have, sometimes we take for granted. Oh, for sure. I think everybody's going to come out of this realizing... Tons of things that they took for granted. Like toilet paper. Like toilet paper, yeah. I saw something, or heard something on uh, Howard Stern the other day, actually, speaking of just taking things for granted and uh, things changing, but um, a lot of the grocery stores now are paying attention to what's left on the shelf in the store and realizing what the essential items are and mm-hmm. what maybe they can, they'll probably, you'll probably see some prices go up on some of the essential things, but um, I think grocery stores are probably going to streamline their process there because they know what people really want. And then they said something else that was funny that you realize you look on all the shelves and all the gluten-free stuff is still on the shelves. So all of a sudden nobody is, has a gluten intolerance anymore. Everybody's like, give me all the gluten. Give me all the bread. Oh, you know, it's, I guess people feel like, Hey, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I've got enough toilet paper and I've got issues. Yeah. You know, eat all the bread you want, I guess. I don't know. But uh, right. But this is probably giving you, because I know it's giving me more time to reflect and kind of think and, and be a little bit more creative like, like we're doing right now. And um, I've seen it everywhere, as far, especially as far as musicians. Musicians have had yeah. to find a new venue or an avenue to get their stuff out there. And they're using Facebook Live and Instagram and YouTube and all these things to do it. Are you doing any of that stuff? Are you going to go do any live events? You don't even have a Facebook account, right? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, not with the times on uh, Facebook and things like that. Right, so but, you, yeah. you, you might we'll be missing out on uh, some some good advertisement and uh, some good promotion out there. Well, I'm advertising right now. So well, that's check true. out my music on uh, iTunes and uh, or you know any major music apps. You can find uh, Tom, look under for Tommy Altier. Right, uh, and uh, uh, Blue Sphere. We will probably try to do something very similar to that very soon. At least Scott and I will work on doing something like that, doing a couple of songs, maybe some acoustic acts and things like that with uh, face, Facebook. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, what have you been doing differently? I mean, I, I know you're still working, mm-hmm. um, uh, not as much as you were, but um, like I said, I've noticed everybody getting more creative. Even I've been writing some amateur poetry and posting it up on Facebook and get, kind of getting a little creative uh, just based on the times and uh, doing this. I see all the musicians doing the Facebook Live. Haven't seen any live stand-up comedy yet. I don't think that would work because I think you have to have the comedy. audience. Well, you can do canned laughter. I guess I mean, you could. You yeah, you could put, put some canned laughter in there. But, but I'd like to see some comedians start to get out there and do some five, ten-minute comedy shows or something on YouTube. Go live. I know they could do some really funny skits and and incorporate acting skills and and, and which comedians always have been very uh, outgoing and charismatic with their their body language. One of the ones that I've seen, I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Um, That you know they most definitely could pull it off. Um, uh, What's your favorite comedian? Do you have a favorite comedian? Probably my favorite of. If I had to pick a favorite, it would be George Carlin. I think he's probably one of my favorites of all time. I think George Carlin would be my favorite. 
Yeah, I think George Carlin is. Hey, Leia, come here. Come here. People are wanting to see Leia. Let me bring her up here. Leia, come here. Come here. I know we're taping. You're not supposed to move, but come up here. Come here. Up here. Up. Up. How come you never cooperate when I want you to cooperate? I don't know if anybody can see you. Can anybody see you? Hello? Hello? Look over there, Leia. All right. She's not cooperating. But here's Leia. This is my dog, if you don't know. Okay, see you later. Go back to the camera. So have you done anything new creative-wise since we've been on lockdown? I mean, we're, we're coming up on the 15-day uh, quarantine thing that uh, yeah, Mr. Written, Trump. written lots of songs. You're just doing mostly just more music. More music, uh, yeah, more music. Uh, that's it, really. Just written a lot. Gone outside a little bit in sunlight because I don't really get to get out in the sun <laughs> much. Uh, I know. I think you're... When you first moved in, I thought maybe you were a vampire. But. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I started thinking maybe I was one too. But uh, no, but I, I just uh, getting outside and enjoying the weather. I mean, the skies have been absolutely crystal blue and uh, just enjoying nature. Yeah. Here's a. Uh, here's a comment I got from uh, Mr. Fleming Moore. Uh, Fleming Moore ran for mayor, by the way, if you don't know, but he didn't win. He got a few votes. It was better than zero votes, but he, he didn't get a whole lot of votes. But um, I think, I'm think i thinking he should have got all the votes now because I haven't heard anything from our current mayor, uh, Mr. Rick, Ricky Waring. So if anybody can go check on Ricky and just make sure he's okay, but I don't think anybody has heard anything during this crisis from our mayor of Somerville. So, But anyway, Fleming Moore commented, that he heard Blue Spear was appearing at Bummerville Amphitheater, which is now in his backyard. So is that a, uh, is that a that's, true? That's possible. That's a very possible uh, thing. You know, I, I I cannot deny or confirm that. Okay. So that's a but I would love to guarantee it. I've seen that backyard. That's a fun backyard and uh, uh, fun people to hang out with. So, right. Yeah. And speaking of speaking of Bummerville Amphitheater and Fleming and stuff, just a real quick plug. So uh, Bummerville Amphitheater was supposed to be gone. I thought it was I thought it was gone going away after the first of the year, but I guess uh, he's resurrected it, Mr. Fleming Moore. And um, I know we had talked at one time about rebranding and maybe trying to do something different with Bummerville, but I guess he's just he's rolling with the one he's already got. It's a it's a nonprofit. Um, he's moved the stage from behind Garen's uh, pharmacy. To his backyard and doing uh, live show venue or venue shows from his house, uh, the Flim Shady Rest is what he calls it, and um, we were really going to kick it up in March and in April, and then this whole pandemic thing came along. So we've done a couple live shows from the backyard. We've kind of stopped doing those now as well, but we were doing a benefit when this thing started for uh, food and bed workers. So there's a bunch of displaced workers here in Somerville. And Fleming works with quite a few of them over there to kick and chicken. So we started a fundraiser to raise $5,000 to divvy out to 10 different food and bev workers. So it'd be 500 bucks a piece for those 10 that we would choose. Um, and it's, of course, it's going to be based on need and necessity. We're not just going to give 10 random people 500 bucks. But um, so that's the thing. So if you can get out there to bummerville.com, when you first get to the website, uh, there's a red donate button right on the front page. Just hit the donate button. Donate what you can for these food and bed workers that are displaced. I got no job right now. So, anyway, you want to plug that in real quick. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I work in uh, food and bed, and I know a lot of you guys out there do too. So, uh, we all have to support ourselves and support each other. It's uh, very important times. And um, stay positive and, and, and keep your heads up, though. I think we will uh, 
I think things are, it's going to get scary, obviously, before it gets better. But, uh, you know, I have, I have faith in that things are going to get better pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, they have to, right? They, they have yeah. to go back the other direction eventually. Yeah. And you, well, I mean, unless it just wipes us all out completely. But, no. I mean, there's always a possibility. But, yeah, it's got to go back the other direction. But it's just what people don't know is the timeline, man. It's just. You, you just have to take care of yourselves and, and, and take it serious. And don't go too left. Don't go too right. You know, just use common sense about things. I mean, I think that's the most important thing. Don't feed into conspiracy theories. But then, you know, don't go dancing out there thousands of people and, you know, because you don't believe it's real. You know, people are actually dying. So. Yeah. And people are being getting sick, and that's I think that's the main thing is just you know you have to stay in the middle, keep common sense, and and just uh, you know heed the warnings, man. Nobody wants to be sick. No, definitely not. not. And it's I, not I, worth it. And I know it's all psychosomatic, and I'm sure it's happening with everybody across the population. That um, you know, <laughs> I, I felt a couple times like, should I go to the ER and get checked out and get a test? I mean, I washed my hands, by the way. Yeah, we, I wiped everything down hands, earlier actually yeah. with the wipe, but. Um, as I touch my face, I just touch my face. I just remember that. Like, yeah, that, you know. Weird. But um, what was I saying? I don't even know what I was saying. You're seeing psychosomatic. So in the oh yeah, so I mean, I've had a couple times, you know, where I'm out and about, and I'll, I'll sneeze or I'll start coughing. I'm like, fuck, I've got the coronavirus. You know, and it's it's hard not to kind of think about those things sometimes. Well, you know? sneezing is, from what I understand, is not one of the major symptoms, and uh, even if you stop coughing, I mean, I think the first sign is you have to have a serious high fever first and then the coughs begin after yeah. the coughs then the coughs I mean even if you have symptoms I mean there's a lot of people out there that are asymptomatic yeah. don't, even, don't even know they got it yeah, so you have like a that's the other part of the problem is people are getting out and about and that's fine they say oh I'm I'm fine I'm not going to infect anybody right. well you, you might not be fine everybody else yeah and you might you might not ever get sick you might just get like a little chill a little you know fever you're done and then you still have it and you're giving to everybody else you get over it but you know this person here gets it and uh, they they get hospitalized from it, and that that's the 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 scary thing about this uh, virus is that you know it's it's got a fourteen day incubation period for a lot of people. I think the I think they've done research and said about after four to five days, most people start seeing some form of symptoms. Some people don't start seeing things until fourteen days later, and that's you know tells you that it has a, a long uh, I guess long uh, longevity, which. You know, but, uh, you know, at the same time, that's scary. But if you're doing what you're supposed to be and getting your six feet away and, and uh, um, staying out away from people and not doing going out and make sure you're washing your hands right and uh, keeping your hands out your face, you, you, could be, you should be fine. I really should believe be. that. You should be fine. Yeah. So I know Accidental Wine is still open. And I don't want to talk bad about anybody who's still open or anything, but I will. I guess I did last night on my podcast last night. If you haven't heard it, I did one last night with uh, uh, Slayton Johnson actually called in on that uh, episode. So you can find it on YouTube and all the platforms. But um, yeah, what's have you heard anything new from you guys? Are you, you guys still planning on just riding it out, staying we open? We're doing or? grab and go. We're doing grab and go and uh, working on possible uh, delivery service some things but we are very clean we were They're working on delivery so you're not doing delivery at the moment we are i think we actually started uh friday okay. to start doing some deliveries and so forth but we um we're very very clean very careful and you know we're not having you know people obviously lined up to come in i mean we right so a typical day and 
So th- what's today? Saturday. So Saturday. last day you worked was Wednesday, I think, or Thursday. Thursday. Or Thursday. Yeah. So a typical shift that you work. How many people were you seeing over? It's, uh, within the day. Damn bug bites. Within the day, I think I, I probably 20, 25 people. So it's not a lot of people coming in. Right, um, and that's just one and twosies coming in. Yeah, so they're off. coming in, they're leaving, and we also have uh, pickup service, so we can bring it to your car if you okay. don't want to come in. You know, we'll right. do that. We'll Did they even you. come into your place, or are y'all doing everything from the sidewalk? We, we'll we we you can come in, uh, and we don't allow you to touch. We have to get the wines for you and so forth. So that's important. So if people want to come in and get wine, we pick it up for you because we don't want the customers to get infected if there's something out there, which they should be fine. Uh, But we just don't want uh, hands on everything. So we're very particular about that. We're wearing gloves. We're sanitizing. And, you know, we're about as, I mean, we're safe as you can get. Right. You know, there's... That's good. Sound like y'all are doing it, doing it right. And I, yeah, I know a lot of people out there. Everybody out there is trying their hardest to do it correctly. But I'm just worried. There's there's too many businesses open that, um, and most of them small businesses that are are trying to stay afloat. But I, you know, at what cost? It's tough. It's tough. Well, it's tough. You know, and so it's it's a double edged sword. What? How? How? And I say I say some people are selfish about it, but I I think they're selfishly doing it for their employees as well. But still, I don't know. It's yeah, just, I've seen some yeah, places a where wine bar people outside. A necessity. And, uh, well, food is a necessity, and I and I feel that the the um, no, I don't think wine and beer are necessities. But you know, yeah, that's the case. I mean, they've made. I think liquor stores are considered an essential. Well, and I think the argument I've heard is, well, there's some alcoholics out there that yes. if you cut off their alcohol, it's going to be bad news for them. So. That that's part of it, and then you know. People want to have something in their homes to, you know, I, I don't know what they use to cope, but, you know, people drink wine, people drink beer, people need some kind of comfort to make them, you know, feel good about what, what what's going on. I mean, it's hard to uh, tell people to go out and enjoy a nightlife uh, and then all of a sudden say, well, you got to stay practically a prisoner in your own home until... Uh, we say it's okay, and people need some form of comfort, whether it's wine or foods of some sort. And it's hard to say we well, are just going to drink water, get proper protein, and <laughs> this and that, and then you know stay up and then go to bed. And it's like you know, what's the point of living if you're if you're not enjoying your life? So uh, if you're stuck in a place where you you don't really have things that excite you in life. And I'm not saying that you can become become creative as a person and you can do those things too, but, uh, I mean, one thing is that it might've helped some people stop drinking as a matter of fact, because maybe most people or a lot of people I know, you know, we're at at the bars every single night drinking and I, you know, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably one of them, but maybe not a bar, (laughs) but I I go to a lot of restaurants and have some drinks here and there. Matter of fact, thank you, uh, Tess Altman, um, for the beer. This is a Lagunitas, um, that was delivered to me <laughs> yesterday, so I appreciate the beer. That was nice. I did have one of those Lagunitas, and it was quite very yeah, it's tasty, very it's good beer. I talked about it last night already, so I'm not going to go ahead and plug plug them again. But um, yeah, you said something earlier about being a prisoner. But so, what do you what are your thoughts on? Have you heard the news about them releasing some prisoners because of the overcrowding in the prisons well, and I some think of if it's prisoners that 
nonviolent offenders or whatever. Had them that I think a lot of prisoners in the first place are in there for way too long for some of the things they're up in there for. Yeah. Uh, they should let them go anyway. I mean, some of people that probably dealt some drugs or something that you know a little small amount of something. But right, but I'm not saying I'm it. not saying the moral aspect of it or whatever. Should they be released from jail? But yeah. how um, do I feel about it? How do you feel about it? Those people coming back into society. Oh, um, well, it depends on how long they've been at, out of society. You know, that's. Right. I mean, uh, if you went to jail. I mean, I don't know what, like, pettiness for 15 years in prison and they let you out and, you know, technology's changed. And, I mean, I guess the time is better than any to let them out since unemployment's staggering and, you know, I, I don't know, you know, uh, if they have a place to go to at least, I hope, you know. Yeah. No, that's got to be tough and scary too, but they probably feel great, you know. I mean, they're like, hey, I mean, it's a lot different. Uh uh, going home and being home in the comfort of your home than being in a prison. You have to, unfortunately, share a bathroom with complete strangers. has got to be pretty... Yeah. Uh, not exciting. No. No. <laughs> not at all. But Maybe for some people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not really, you know, I'm not really minding this lockdown so much. I mean, depending on how long it lasts, but... I'm a pretty secluded person anyways, for the most part, unless I'm going to work. I mean, even if I go out somewhere, <clears throat> I'm usually sitting by myself. I, I usually don't go with somebody. I sit by myself and put a headphone in and listen to a podcast or news or entertainment, music, whatever. Um, so this lockdown isn't really a big big deal to me. But And, of course, being in the military, being in deployments and stuff, I, I've been in many situations where I've had to lock down. And I've been in many places where I... <laughs> There was no pornography. There was no alcohol. There was no this and that. So it's not really that big of a deal. But people that have never known anything like that. This has got to be a tough, tough deal for them. Yeah, and I'm I'm very similar to you. I'm I'm quite comfortable on my own. I don't need a lot of uh, stimulation from other people to get me through it. I mean, I I love people. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I I work in a bar and I'm around people a lot and. Uh, but when I get off of work, uh, I go for, I go to the place where it's quietest and where not a lot of people are. You know, and when I come home, I'm I'm in my room most of the time or just chilling out. You know, I, I'm very I like to keep to myself. So this yeah. isn't something that's really uh, horrible to me. I, I feel bad for other people more than anything. And then there's that little time every once in a while you get a little inkling. It's like, man, I'd love to go out just to have a beer or a oh yeah for sure but, I mean, there's a lot of extroverts out there and yeah. and social you know bar- butterflies that mm-hmm. it's probably dying right now i mean it's killing them not to be able to go out and well and have physical contact they're, with people they're probably they're probably going out somewhere anyway so yeah, yeah. could be some of them <laughs> I, i've definitely seen some of that but yeah. um there's some kind of underground clubs out there somewhere that they're doing that stuff yeah right let's go back to um Let's go back to Action on Wine for a second, or just businesses in general. So uh-huh. you, you said that you're all starting to do some deliveries, but you also got curbside. So I posted this question last night on Facebook. Which do you think is less, which do you think gives you the more of a chance to spread this virus? A delivery driver going, taking stuff from their business out to your door, or you, or people going into that business? 
You know, you know what uh, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think that either one, as long as you're keeping your distance and, and, and you're doing the right thing. So, for instance, if your delivery driver obviously washes their hands and they're wearing gloves, you should be fine. There should be no reason that you are, the, and the delivery driver is keeping their hands clean and out of their face, uh, delivering things and the packaging, those things, you know, everyone's concerned about. But if, if you're playing your cards right, you're wiping the things down, you're, you're packing the things in a manner that are safe for the customer to, to realize. And a lot of times we're delivering and we're just sitting on the porch and you go, you know, we're not giving it to the people. Uh, people yeah, and that's in, true too. If, you, if you've used the app and you've paid, you know, your money already, you just leave it on the driver. Yeah, people coming in, not driving porch, uh, you know, not like I said, we're not having lines out the door. I, I honestly, I think the grocery stores are probably the most dangerous place to, to get in contact with something because... If it's crowded and you're going down an aisle and you got 10 people all butted up against each other and, you know, you just walk past somebody that's got it, you know, that, you know, that's a chance you can get it. There's possibility for sure. I mean, the times I've gone during this thing to the grocery store, um, even if most times I've walked down an aisle, there's been one other person on the aisle that I've been walking down. And we've even... Everyone has made it made it a point to stay away from each other and wait for you to move away from right. the place you were, and they kind of inch in. But, but yeah, to your point, if this thing, um, you know, is an aerosol, you know, once you sneeze and that thing goes out in the air three, four, five feet in front of you, um, and just kind of lingers there, and you walk through that, and you don't know that like hours ago that they had sneezed or so. But yeah, I'm not too worried about touching stuff because, like I said on the podcast last <laughs> night, I, I keep a you know, a thing of uh, Clorox wipe in my truck. So if I go in and get two, three items, I bring them back to my car. I immediately wipe them off and, you just wash and I wipe my steering wheel off. I wipe my hands and then I and take I your shoes on. off and leave them outside. Yeah. Don't bring them in the house. Um, yeah. That's one other thing they've been saying. Um, like I said, I, th- I think the way people really are contracting it, it's not as much as airborne. And, and uh, unfortunately, the hospitals, the people in the hospitals are more at risk than anything because they're dealing with these people on an everyday basis and that's scary. Right. And, and uh, you know, if you, I, I guess if you looked at some of the, I think, the, the nursing homes and so forth in Washington State, they, uh, you know, that, uh, that had a lot to do with it. You know, I, I'm most definitely not an expert in coronavirus, uh, but it's just tough, man. It's, it's hard to say, you know, and, there's still a lot being learned about it. Right. So just keep your distance and wash your hands, keep them out your face and, and listen to the doctors, listen to the, the uh, uh, CDC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say that most definitely. Yeah. All right. What else you got? We're about 30 something minutes in here. I don't know. 36, 37. Um, I mean, we could talk about coronavirus all day, yeah, but everybody hears that shit all day long. I really don't want to talk a whole lot about that and make a whole show about it, but yeah. probably boring as fuck at this point. But Yeah, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's the new religion of the, uh, the flavor of the, of the times, I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. So what, what's going on with Homegrown Brewhouse? Is it a... We're just shut down. Um, Caleb uh, kind of left it up to me on uh, Saturday night when I closed up. We decided 
originally we decided to open up this week. I was going to go in and just open up from four to seven all week, but um, and uh, he pretty much left the ball on my court. If I wanted to open up, then we'd be open. If not, we'd be closed. So I just made a last minute decision a couple hours before we opened on Monday and said, uh, I just don't think it's a good idea because we'd already cut our food services off. Um, it just wasn't worth it. Uh, the week before, we just didn't do enough food sales to justify buying the supplies, having a chance of it going bad, whatever. So we were going to cut the food off anyways. And I said to myself, beer is just not essential. I mean, I would love to go in and interact with uh, people for three hours and, and have some contact with some of my friends and, and the customers that come in there. I would love to be in there and, and be drinking some of the beer myself. <laughs> and, um, you know, we got TVs. I could definitely be entertained for two or three hours a day. But I, I just said, is beer really essential? You know, when, when you can go to the grocery store while you're already getting essential items and grab your beer while you're there instead right. of having another point of entry for this virus to spread. Yeah. I just decided it's better to be closed. But. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. But it's funny. I remember when I when I did work last week, I felt like you remember the Seinfeld episode with the uh, the soup Nazi, yes. where you had to order the soup the correct yes, way, and you did. had to move just yes. get inch down the bar and and then do all the right moves and stuff like that. That's how I felt last week when I worked. When people would come in, I felt like it was almost like the soup Nazi episode where they were <laughs> wondering if they were doing it correctly. You know, oh, can I come? Can I come up to the bar? Can I come in the door? I mean, we had um, that too. That you know, people like do I pay with cash? Do I pay with a card? And it was just a lot of weirdness, man. It was funny. Yeah, what, a lot of places. But doing people that. were cautious, though. I mean, that's the thing. They weren't just coming in, touching everything, and just being all willy nilly. They came in cautiously and made sure they were doing things correctly. So, well, a lot of people are doing that. They, you know, uh, paying uh, with only debit now. You know, cash is. You know, the bear, bear of uh, of uh, many many diseases. Yeah. You don't know where those dollar bills have been. Yeah, anytime so, I because that's all I got is cash. <laughs> um, so every time I go and exchange cash with somebody, same thing. I'm, I'm getting Purell, wiping my hands down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's dirty. It's yeah. dirty, man. But it's just amazing that something can live on that. For a certain period of time, I'm not sure how much, how long something lives this, on money. You know, but. it's funny that they haven't really, you know, they talk about uh, plastic and other materials, but man, you know, I would love to know how long it will live on a dollar bill, you know, because yeah, things I've seen. I mean, they, pr- I'm, I'm sure I could probably Google it. There's probably an answer out there, but I'm not yeah. sure what it is. Just don't get it from the inquire. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, uh, we've had, uh, you know, a couple of coffee shops, places that uh, I like to go to frequent to. Uh, you know, they're only doing by debit if possible. Hey, can you use your debit card, credit card? You know, what's the idea that, you know, this could be the next, you know, people like like Bitcoin and all that. They, they, it's, you know, it's not true currency in the sense that there's like a actual, actual tangible currency. And then maybe that's a, a future that right. we're looking into. Yeah, Fleming and I, I mean, not Fleming, uh, <laughs> Slade and I talked about that last night. Like, what, what is going to come out of this? What innovations are going to come out of this? And probably, probably not the money thing. But I would think money is probably on the, the back of people's minds. And how do we get rid of fucking coins and dollars and be able to do something electronically and that way we don't have to touch things? Strip clubs would suck. Hmm? Strip clubs would suck. Yeah, strip clubs <laughs> would suck. How do you do that? It would be horrible. 
I think I have like a little coin, like little, like a Bitcoin thing. You got some. I mean, they're dancing in front of you, just on your like, phone, tipping them. Bing, 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 bing. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that's not. That's a sad world. We need to figure that out. I mean, maybe we should work on that. Yeah. Figure out how to how strip clubs work without dollar bills. They probably just wear gloves and I don't know, face masks. And, yeah. Yeah. It's a kind of horrifying thought. Um. But just as far as everything, innovation-wise, I mean, yeah. what do you see coming out of it? I mean, we talked last night about, Most you know, there's going to be a lot more telework, and people are going to realize, hey, we don't need to rent all this fucking space for our employees. We could have them sit at home and take out some of the, the rental costs and the cooling costs and the heat and the lights and all this kind of stuff. And I think a lot of people are realizing they don't need to commute and come into work anymore. Well, What's going to come out of this most likely is more gloves and more Lysol and <laughs> more toilet paper. And more I wish I would have foreseen this and jumped mask. into Clorox stock or something. Yeah, yeah. these people blow Or toilet right paper, now. Charmin, anybody. Those people are like, you know, like they, they're making lots and lots of money right yeah, now. Yeah, that's probably, probably why the market's going back Tre- up. Trees are probably coming down in waves right now. Yeah. No, what concerns me is after all this has kind of settled down is the paranoia afterwards and where people become so, you know, one or two things people are going to either embrace each other and, and a lot of that will happen, embracing one another, people that, you know, especially loved ones that could see each other due to the illness and things like that. Uh, but the fear that this is going to become a norm, you know, this is something that, you know, every five, six months we're going to have to deal with a disease that pops up and, from around the world and quarantine ourselves and the roller coaster ride of that effect is what worries me and yeah. concerns me about after this. Yeah. I mean, it's going to take a little while to, to adjust back to normal life. I think we just like, you know, after nine 11, how long did it take us to, to trust Muslims again or to trust anybody to look like that well, stereotype? Uh, I don't think any of us stereotypical. Have. Well, it's no, definitely I'm still lingering. Way. It's still lingering. I, I don't have that problem. But there are people that still are that way. And it's, and it's very live, unfortunately, that people are judgmental. And I know a lot of people uh, of Asian descent have been uh, discriminated due to this virus yeah. as well. And it's sad that that's the excuse. Well, and I mean, let's be honest, a lot of it was perpetuated by our president, Mr. Trump. Yeah. You know, yeah. continuing to use the, the Chinese virus, even though yeah. multiple people said, come on, man, chill out with it. And he's finally not doing it anymore. He stopped doing it uh, yeah. a couple of days ago, finally. But, but I mean, it makes sense a little bit. It is from China, if, if we can all agree on that. But that's not even 100%. And, um, well, what we know is it's here. It doesn't yeah, matter it's where just, it's, it's from. A fucking it virus. kills everybody. And it yeah. kills anyone and it makes anyone sick. It doesn't matter where you're from or what your ethnicity is or what your religious background is or your your gender or your sexual preference. It It's killing people. Right. It's killing locals. And even if it did originate from China, so what? If it, it it's the same virus Things if it originated here or Russia or whatever. Things come from all over the place. And, and yeah. Yeah, you know, that, that has nothing to do with uh, the people of a country or the people... An ethnicity, and that's, you know, that's, I mean, we live in the 21st century, man. This is like, it's time that people start looking at things and not being so shallow in that manner about some sort of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen as far as the social norms do we have? I mean, do you think, uh, think what, go back to shaking hands again? Do you think, uh, you know, as far as personal contact with other people really nowadays? It depends on the person, you know, and, and it's tough because, uh, 
you want to be able to show people in some way that you appreciate them and in the elbow touch and the fist bumps for me I've never been fans I've always felt they were kind of yeah I've grown, I've grown into the fist bump but yeah for a long time I was like get out of here with that bullshit yeah uh, it's it's tough, man. It's it's tough. Hey, it's later. I mean, you know, maybe we can come out with something like uh, uh, some fancy gloves people wear. <laughs> They're like the Michael Jackson, like the study gloves, you know, people can wear them like in public. You know, maybe that's what people were wearing gloves in the first time with the hands, the, the fingers out. You know, who knows that the plague and all these things, uh, you know, we forget there have been many other pandemics and time that have wiped out people. Oh, all and, the time. Uh, uh, you know, there's reason things have come about because of them. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's still, this thing's still kind of in its infancy, uh, the process of it. Uh, but, you know, the afterwards is, uh, it's, it's tough to tell. You know, I, you know, I wonder if this is going to affect the elections. You know, these are the kind of things I worry about. But, um, I don't. I try not to hark on them too much. I right. try not to hark on the things I have no control over because life is too short. You do the things that you can do, uh, and the things you can't do, you don't worry about. It. Um, you do the best you can do, and that's all you can do. And and you ask other people to do the same, and try to to encourage people not to be selfish and self centered in a center and and. Uh, not just think about themselves and think about other people. That's yeah. what's important. Yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna ramp up. I mean, it's already ramping up. I mean, yeah. you know, I know you're not on the social media. You're not a social media guy, but I've seen it all the time now. You know, I'm seeing less and less of the bickering, less and less of the left and right politics, and um, well, those are all less and less there. of of racist uh, posts and things like that. I think people are starting to calm down and become a little more loving during this time, which it's understandable. You have to be, I guess. I don't, Again, it's one of those things we took for granted that... Uh, I see people more and more when, you know, they're walking, they're out, and they're waving. You know, they're, oh, that's the other thing I see, too. Yeah, a lot more people in nature and, and not looking at their phones or actually interacting and talking yeah, with each other. And if you look at that that, that, that machine, that, that computer, and, and you waste yourself and your energy and your creativity on a phone or a computer all the time, you're missing out on what's in front of you in your life. And, and I have nothing against phones or Facebook. And all. I mean, those things people really love. And, and But there's a time to cut it off and walk away from it. And just go outside, take a deep breath and look around you and appreciate what you have. Right. A lot of people don't do that. I mean, a lot of people, they think they have it so tough. And they don't realize how good they have it. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't. You see somebody bombed out in Syria. You can't even get out from a uh, you know constant bombardment. You see the light of day. You know. Yeah. And here we for are, sure. You know. And here we are sitting in our house complaining that uh, you know we can't go out to McDonald's. Well, we could go out to McDonald's. <laughs> we could go to McDonald's. Um, but yeah, we're sitting. You know, uh, <clears throat> there's other people that are dealing with this virus and are also dealing with a war. You know, like you said, over Syria and um, in a war, and when you have a disease Iran like this, that affects places. them too. And they they're in a lot tougher situation. You know, they don't have uh, water or electricity. Yeah, they can't be sitting here doing the shit we're doing right now. We're, we're, we're in a lockdown. Paper. We got a virus killing people. Paper. Yeah, they ain't even heard of it probably in that situation. <laughs> people, man. 
you know, it's, uh, yes, yeah, this is a scary time for us. I mean, it is a scary time. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. I mean, I think it's a very scary thing that's going on, but at the same time, we'll prevail. You know, I mean, it's just going to take some time and people being mindful of other people in the situation. So, yeah, right on, man. What else we got? Well, um, have you been watching anything recently interesting? <laughs> Not really. I was getting ready to start a, a movie downstairs that uh, was recommended. The band plays on. Yeah, I yeah saw and it. the band plays on. It's have you about seen the, it? The uh, AIDS epidemic. Yeah, yeah. it's great. It's a phenomenal movie. And uh, I think it was nineteen ninety three. I think it came out or eighty three, yeah. maybe something like awesome. that. Ninety seven, eighty seven. But it had Matthew Modine in it. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm getting ready to watch it. I, I don't think I've seen it. I may have. It's not a bad movie to watch again, and it really goes into the uh, the horror horrors of it at the time, where you know we again tends that our leaders like to stick their head in the ground and think things are just going to go away, and uh, that's what happened with, with that situation too, uh, or maybe they you know had some other interior motives. Who knows? But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's it was scary how. You know, another major pandemic, obviously, HIV-AIDS is... Yeah, um, which still going on. I mean, yeah, a lot of the stuff dying. that we've had is, is still yeah. going on. The viruses that have gone around. Swine flu is still out there. Ebola is still out there. I mean, all these things are still there. But, um, well, something else I watched. Speaking of pandemics, I watched a show called Pandemic, hmm. which was on Netflix. Came out 2020, so it's something they had in the can, I guess, or they put together real quickly. But it's uh, six episodes, about an hour apiece. Excellent show, if you haven't seen that one yet. It's about the Ebola outbreak and swine flu and um, about tracking down, you know, where it came from, creating a cure. And then they're also, I don't want to spoil the whole show, show but they're trying to develop a, a vaccine of all vaccines that will, you get My this vaccine and it takes care of all these strains of and stuff and any future strain. The zombie apocalypse happens. Yeah. Because that, that strain they were working on, everyone was injected with and Right. Come zombie. Could be. I'm just making that <laughs> no, Yeah, we said we weren't going to go into <laughs> conspiracies. Well, stuff. that was a joke. I mean, don't take that serious. Yeah. Seriously, though, I you know, surprised, they ha- I know they had Outbreak on Netflix, but I'm surprised that someone doesn't Outbreak. have Contagion out. And yeah, we talked about that last Matt night. Matt Damon right? and... Uh, oh, I, I know Matt Damon, but I can't remember what the guy's in it. But that was a... Uh, Lawrence... Was it, was Lawrence Fishburne in that too? I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to remember that movie, and I can't. I definitely remember Outbreak and who was in that. But well, out, yeah, and that was Dustin Hoffman. Was yeah, in that. and that was kind of like a, like, the Doctor Saved the Day. Contagion is not that. Contagion is like a little darker. Oh, it's very much darker. Yeah, uh, Jude Law's in it too, and uh, yeah, but that was a that's a pretty horrifying movie, you know. Uh, and even though that that movie is horrible and, and horrifying. Uh, that situation's much worse than what we're dealing with. That thing would be, yeah. But um, very similar though, in the uh, uh, the spreading of it. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, no, I haven't really myself. I haven't really watched anything too much. Uh, I check out documentaries mainly. Um, yeah, I hear you playing, uh, you know, and, and singing, and practicing most of the times, but. I think I'm doing a lot more TV than you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I'm doing whole whole series in fucking days. 
It's uh, it's incredible, man. Yeah, man. I'm just talking to friends and it's amazing, and... really. Actually, that everything is still working like it's supposed to work with everybody. All the bandwidth that's being used right now with mm-hmm. people sitting at home on Facebook, on Instagram, streaming all these streaming services. It's ama- it's amazing. We haven't crashed the entire network. I'm not gonna work. Yeah, and they, I think I did read something that that uh, Netflix was worried about that that crashing down crashing the internet or something yeah i haven't had i haven't seen any latencies or anything so um so they must have it figured out 5g man well (laughs) speaking of conspiracies we talked about that last night slate and i what he he said he heard from somebody i can't remember what the fuck he said now but that there was a big stink about 5G coming out for a while. Everybody was like, no, we don't want 5G. And they were talking about all these cancer things and mm-hmm. all the things wrong with 5G and why we shouldn't have 5G. And then all of a sudden this pandemic hits and now all of a sudden everybody's got this five, all these 5G, 5G towers have gone up. Mm-hmm. Like it was almost planned. Let's, let's start a crisis to where they, they need this extra bandwidth and stuff to do all these live streams and do all the, watch all this Netflix and stuff. And, that it rolled out at just a convenient time. You know, anything is possible. <laughs> anything I mean, is possible, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, when you have leaders who you can't tell the truth and not the truth, and I ain't saying any names, but, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, they, they, it's always a saying, there's uh, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. This time, there's way too many Indians and not enough chiefs. Yeah. I think that's no, the problem. Yeah. But we're not going to go in that, that yeah. down that rabbit hole. But yeah, uh, Tess here says we should watch uh, the Tiger King. I've been seeing a lot of stuff about the yeah. Tiger King on Netflix. Yeah. Doesn't interest me. Uh, Doesn't interest me at all. But from what I've heard about it and the synopsis of the show, yeah. I'm not interested now. I mean, I, I think tigers are very pretty. <laughs> yeah, but I think this this thing's a little more. Big Brotherish or something. What I've heard or The Bachelor, yeah, all these kind of reality show uh, things. Uh, one of my friends are watching it, and they they swear it's. They, and then part of the reason is they want to get away from. And a lot of people are watching these things to get away from what's going on. So and then I don't blame them. I mean, eventually, once I've watched all of Netflix, I'll probably get around to that one. You'll what, that'll be the only book? thing left. You can pick up a book actually and start reading. Oh yeah, yeah maybe I am doing that though. <laughs> I have, I, but I do audiobooks, so yeah. everything I do, I'm, I'm listening. That way, I can do other things. It's just. I don't know. It's, it's a multitasking world out there. We're half-assing everything. <laughs> All right, man, let's wrap this thing up. We're an hour in. Nobody wants to sit and watch this thing anyways, but like 56 minutes in, 57, something sure, like that. Man. Unless you got something else really interesting you want to talk about that we haven't touched on. No. I mean, I'll go for three hours if we need to. But No, no, I think uh, this is a this is a good, good, good start on uh, Facebook, and I uh, appreciate everyone uh, who's out there chiming in and checking it out and uh, yeah man it's been a lot of comments i wish we could have been a little more interactive but i felt like i still want to just have a a regular conversation like the show craft conversations is all about i didn't want to sit here and just answer questions all the time well do they does anyone have any questions out there no nobody's really got any questions i had somebody ask what beer we were drinking earlier i had a voodoo imperial ranger imperial voodoo ranger yep i had one of those it was delightful Um, Tess says something here the virus can live up to 72 hours on hard and shiny surfaces. That yes. didn't answer the question about money, but that's a good that's a good uh, good piece of information. Quarters, nickels, you know, dimes. Uh, Fleming checked out a little while ago. I think he said, "Peace and love, stay safe." Uh, Janelle's on here. There's a lot of people we know on here, man. Obviously, but uh, everybody's saying hi. 
nobody's really uh, everybody wanted to see Leia there's all much shit about <laughs> Leia I don't know but I should have had her in my lap maybe that would have worked out better yeah maybe next time next time yeah. but it was fun something was different good, it was a lot of fun yeah and um, we'll wrap it up and as always we'll talk to you guys soon out there thanks for joining we appreciate it good night guys